Hi, I'm Elizabeth Tingle. Hi, I'm Jamie Anderson. Welcome to the series Conversations on School Health, part of the larger pod class. This is a collaboration between Everactive Schools and the Workland School of Education at the University of Calgary. This podcast was designed for a course that I am an instructor for called Comprehensive School Health and Wellness, but anyone is welcome to sit in and audit this course. You can join from anywhere, whether you want to listen to all of our episodes or just a few. We hope that teachers, administrators, and anyone who cares about health and well-being in the school setting will feel welcome in this conversation. Absolutely. And we'd like to acknowledge the land that we are blessed to live on as we record these podcasts. It may sound atypical to do a land acknowledgement for a podcast. After all, people can be listening to this anywhere in the world and will be likely living in different places than the land that we are recording this from. But it's an important part of reconciliation in Canada to acknowledge the role that the land plays and all of the different nations that get to enjoy and live on this land. So with that being said, we would like to acknowledge the traditional territories of the people of the Treaty 7 region in Southern Alberta, which includes the Blackfoot Confederacy, comprising the Siksika, Bikani, and Gainai First Nations, as well as the Tsutina First Nation and the Stony Nakoda, which includes the Chiniki, Bearspaw, and Wesley First Nations. We're also in in Treaty 7 area in Métis Nation Region 3. And it's interesting just to to note that Alberta is one of the only provinces that has Métis settlements and recognizes Métis ancestral claims to the land. In Calgary, it is known by the Blackfoot as Mokinsis, and this means where the elbow meets the bow, speaking specifically to our two rivers that meet in our city. You know, our work within this course and our partnership in this course is is really focused on nurturing communities of wellness within the school environment. And we know that at the core of this work is relationship. Relationship is at the heart of our work as teachers, um, relationships with schools, communities, teachers, students, leaders, and ultimately relationships with the land and first peoples of this land. So as we think about nurturing these relationships, these many different relationships, we also want to think about how we can move from acknowledgement and speaking here in terms of like acknowledgement of the land to action, which I think speaks more to the broader work of reconciliation. And so we want to think about how we can live better together with the land and with each other. And I think that's a great way to think about land acknowledgements as an opportunity to enter into relationship and to to be mindful of those relationships, all of our relationships. Absolutely. I think my mindset around land acknowledgements really shifted when I read an article by Margaret Kovach, an Indigenous scholar. But she talked about how the Indigenous understanding of treaty is that it's a sacred relationship. And that was really big for me. Like, I think I had this view that a treaty was this deed, this historical transaction or act that I was having a hard time connecting to because it happened so long ago. But when I looked at it as, oh, when we say we are on treaty land, we are on relationship land. We are on land that has this very long-term relationship between different nations that requires respect, cooperation, all these other things that are a part of any relationship. That really shifted to me what it means when we are acknowledging the land and the trees that are still part of this land. 
Absolutely. And when I first started taking up land acknowledgements, my biggest concern as a white settler was somehow saying everything right all at once and capturing all of the things that I wanted to say that, you know, kind of addressed our history as a colonized nation and our ongoing treaty relationships, like you talk about. And I think throughout that process and the, the gentle and generous teachings of many of my colleagues, I learned that it's not about like this one-time thing and getting it right in this one moment, because sometimes that just ends up being like a very performative thing. And, you know, like I just Mm -hmm. want to perform it and say it right this one particular way. And instead kind of moving to like, how, how does land acknowledgement fit within my ongoing relationships and, and what do my ongoing relationships with the land and as a non-Indigenous white settler look like within this place that we come together and within, uh, like you talk about, like those existing responsibilities and relationships, like how do I take that up in my day-to-day practice? And that has led me to to think a little bit differently about land acknowledgements as like an opportunity to nurture relationship as opposed to, uh, you know, a bit of a stressor around like saying the right thing mm-hmm. in a particular time as though that is where the importance is, right? Like the the relationship hinges on that. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Such a good point. It's something that I am trying to grow in. So thank you for doing that land acknowledgement with me, Jamie. Same. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Let's tell our listeners just a little bit about us so that they have some context for where we're coming from. Why don't you go first, introduce yourself, your background and why you care about school-based health promotion. For sure. So my name's Jamie Anderson, and I'm currently in Calgary. I guess I can I can trace back to my experiences in school, because I think for a lot of us as, as educators, we can kind of trace that invisible string to our own experiences as in school as, you know, kind of a motivational factor for how we end up here. So I think for me, when I think about myself as a teacher and how I come to this work, it's very much informed by my experiences as, as a young person in school who really cared about learning, but who really struggled to fit in as like a queer student and and trying to make sense of my identity in a place where my identity wasn't necessarily recognized or seen. And so that has very much shaped how I've come into my experience as a teacher, but then also that those broader conversations about the importance of wellness in schools. Mm-hmm. I've I've been so lucky to have a variety of, of really powerful teaching experiences. I took my undergraduate degree at the University of Alberta, which is something that I think we both have in common. Yep, go pandas. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so I uh, my first teaching position was in a community outside of Edmonton called Musquachis, and I learned so much from my experiences teaching in an Indigenous community. And, and after teaching in Musquachis for two years, I ended up teaching in Okotoks for five years, a range of junior high uh, and elementary classes. And now I'm so lucky to be able to work with EverActive Schools. And some of my work has involved teaching a recreational leadership program. Other parts of my work are, you know, supporting supporting educators in schools in uh, health and wellness related programming. And then I'm also a part-time student at the Workland uh, School of Education, which is how you and I first met mm-hmm. years ago now, which is hard to believe in, in the master's program at Workland. I know that first orientation day, I sat next to you and we started talking about our research and look where we are now, hosting a podcast. 
Absolutely. It's 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 so amazing to see, yeah, where where the winds have blown us and also so great to be able to connect. I think as our listeners are listening in, I think they can also speak to like the importance of those relationships through school, like through that undergrad school experience, through the graduate school experience, and then also getting to learn with and alongside other people outside of that context is so powerful. So I'm I'm so excited to be here with you in this environment. How about you? So I, as you mentioned, went to U of A as well. I didn't know I was going to be a teacher until I was in university. I thought I was going to be something in science, like a pharmacist. But I loved my English class. Dr. Aliba, if you're listening (laughs) out there, you totally changed my life because I thought I want to be as excited about showing up to work as this person is. And he just Every Monday, Wednesday, Friday was the jolliest person I knew talking about poetry and Shakespeare. And that's that's where I shifted. And I was uh, secondary humanities uh, focus at the U of A. And I taught with Edmonton Public Schools for nine years, junior high and senior high. And I also taught for one year with the Calgary Board of Education. And um, so I bring those perspectives with me, but also I'm a mother to three school-aged kids, one in high school, junior high, and elementary. So their experiences have informed my views about school-based health promotion. My kids were bringing home some really kind of fear-mongering messages about health promotion, and I felt strongly that this was missing the mark of what the teachers intended. So they were coming home worried about what to Mm. eat and how much exercise to get in their day. And it seemed more like anxiety Mm. creating than health promoting. And yeah, so that's what prompted me to go back to school, actually, which is probably the most like time consuming way to deal (laughs) with that question. I could have just called up the teachers. (laughs) (laughs) But here we go. Um, And I've served as a volunteer in school board context as well. And then I've spent the last two years doing research. Educational research is what my master's is in. So I think I bring those perspectives of teacher, researcher, parent, volunteer, as we consider the comprehensive school health framework, which is the guiding idea for this course and really um, the best practice for health-based promotion in the school setting. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. And yeah, so Jamie and I have had the opportunity to talk with experts all over in a variety of fields for this podcast, and we're excited to share these conversations with you. I'm sure that you will all learn a lot from them. I certainly did. Absolutely. I, I do feel, you know, a bit selfish having somehow landed in in this opportunity to to host the podcast, but just how enriching it's been for, for me as a teacher and as a learner has been so fantastic. Absolutely. So I hope you enjoy.